Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Screen Talk, IndieWire's weekly podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, the deputy editor and chief critic. Joined, as always, by our editor-at-large, Ann Thompson. And, uh... This week, we don't have to start off by finding something else going on in the world because it's not one of those slow weeks where there's less going on in the film world. We have a major event in, in award season, at least in terms of uh, additional awards that come out with the uh, nominations for the Independent Spirit Awards that have landed. Now, when we spoke a few weeks ago about the Gotham Awards, I always like talking about the Gothams because uh, they're decided by these, these little committees of people I'm on some of them, other people in IndieWire are on some of them, and we have this kind of arbitrary process of just sort of talking through uh, what movies we want to single out in this process, and that leads to, to a lot of people looking at the results and saying, well, these don't really have a big impact on the rest of award season. But what about the Spirit Awards? Where do we feel, where, does, where do those fall? Well, there's a bigger, I mean, these are, the, the nominations are basically a bunch of different juries also. So it's not like this is the whole group at large that's voting, but it, but they do represent a, a bigger, a bigger field of people. And, and it's a sprawling, uh, you know, uh, they cast a wide net over, over, but it's, you know, below the $20 million mark. It has to be basically American financed or else it's a foreign film. So they're basically a bunch of movies like La La Land and Monster Calls and stuff like that that didn't, you know, these are American. You it's know? actually really good this year in the sense that that $20 million cap is still pretty high. So you could have movies in the past like Silver Lines Playbook or the artists that sneak in there and then dominate and piss everybody off because they're stealing thunder from other kinds of movies. But that didn't really happen this year, especially no, they in the spread the wealth. Canada. And yeah. what they did, which was so interesting, I mean, if you were to examine this and say, where are the weaknesses in, from my point of view, the major Oscar contenders, I mean, you could just say that, that the jury has decided to spread the wealth in a certain way so that you have the best features, American Honey, Chronic, Jackie, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight, and American Honey and Moonlight getting the most nominations, but Moonlight's sixth nomination was for the Altman Award, which is the casting award, which meant that they didn't give it the supporting actor nominations for Mahershala Ali and Naomi Harris that you would expect, which are going forward into the Oscar race. You can kind of see the thinking there. It's sort of like, well, it's not going to hurt necessarily Mahershala not to have that nomination. I mean, it can't. There must have been a conversation, and then <laughs> it can't Manchester, be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, so they wanted. They obviously were seeking a great deal of diversity. They wanted to highlight a lot of smaller films that wouldn't otherwise get noticed, and that's why I'm sure they did that. And then Manchester by the Sea, again, they go with Lonergan for screenplay, but not for director which really surprised me. The director um, list is, is less surprised, actually, than seeing Chronic for Best Feature. Actually, ne- I didn't see this movie. It was in the competition at Cannes. It Can. didn't get that well-reviewed. Yeah, it's t- Tim Roth is this, is this uh, sort of special care nurse um, that uh, I think some people sort of praise the filmmaking on, on a certain level, but it, it 
it's a movie that completely kind of dropped out of the conversation. Michelle Franco is the writer director, and um, Mexican. It's a, yeah, it's right. it's just it's a, kind of a puzzling choice. I'm sure there was a conversation about specifically how that happened that we don't get to hear. Yeah, unfortunately. I know. I, but very, I mean, American Honey yeah. is exactly what I would have expected, and they went yeah. with Sasha Lane, and they went with Riley Keough, and they went with Shia LaBeouf. Are you surprised? You know? I mean, I, I think it's, it's actually kind of fascinating because American Honey is a movie that, at least from an audience and critic POV, has divided people. I mean, it, it is a very compellingly made movie. It's also sprawling almost non-narrative in parts and, and which is why i don't think it'll ever make it into the oscar race but this is the the this is the ultimate indie spirit movie the one they should be all over and i'm delighted you know it's they also got it, very they gave topical, it cinematography you know, they gave it directing yeah. for for andrea arnold you know so this is it all is. what they're supposed to do and jackie again same thing you know, Lorraine is in there. Uh, Portman, of course, is in there. Editing is in there. Um, but Heller High Water, I would have expected perhaps to get a feature or director. It is surprising. Something it like didn't. Chronic gets in, but not Heller High Water, which is which is a really satisfying genre. I mean, it's kind of like the upscale genre picture. They may have perceived ways. it as being a commercial. I mean, it was the highest grossing independent movie of the year. So they may have thought, you know, this movie doesn't need our help, you know, but they gave, instead of Jeff Bridges, they gave it to Ben Foster, which is fine. He's great. But, you know, I, 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 uh, I thought that was idiosyncratic. Of and then them. there's Tim Roth in the best male lead section for Chronic. So right. again, what the hell happened with Chronic? Somebody has to tell us. Though I, I am glad to see Viggo Mortensen in there for Captain yes, Fantastic. that's appropriate. And I hope people look at that movie and recognize what a great performance he gives. It's a fantastic performance. Honestly, Captain Fantastic and American Honey really are kind of the, the Trump, Trump land, you know, working class kind of stories that really reflect a lot of what we've been talking about post-election. With an alternate so, perspective. Yeah, exactly. Although there are other people who say Manchester by the Sea is now a political movie in certain ways, too. Oh, so my God. Like, well, that movie and, and Moonlight, of course, are moving forward into the Oscar race, and Casey Affleck got nominated, and, and Lucas Hedges, which is a, totally appropriate, but they left out Michelle Williams. I don't understand this. I, I do agree with other people who have asserted that she's just not in that movie that much and this there's been, something to that it's just it's not a question of time it's a question of what it, the impact of the performance is and there's a a lot of stuff that she nails what she has to achieve in a very short amount of time but the payoff is that incredible scene the scene that is the centerpiece of the entire movie between her and Casey Affleck, where she wants to talk to him and he doesn't want to talk to her and he doesn't want to hurt her feelings and they go back and forth. It is the one of the best acted scenes in the history of the movies. Oh, no, come on. It's just because they turned the waterworks on. I mean, the it best scene in Manchester. Scene. The best scene in Manchester is Casey Affleck being so introverted that when he his his uh, his ne nephew asks him to come inside and, and kind of talk to this this woman's mother just to make small talk, <laughs> he's just silent. He just he's just kind of gazing off into the distance, and he goes on for a cringeworthy like oh, two or three minutes. Scene. Yeah, I love that. That's great acting because it's internalized. But the, the, the movie, the, you're, the scene you're talking about is more conventional. 
conventional isn't the word I would use because there, there's a lot of silence. There, there's a lot of um and awe and you get the drift, but it's not done with words. I, I think that it's, it, the, what happens in that scene is that everything that we have now learned, all the tragedy that has occurred to these two characters, we now know, and it's the payoff. It's the two of them confronting each other after all this time. And it's excruciating. It is the most extraordinary scene. All right. Well, let's so, be honest. The better Michelle on. Williams' performance this year is in Certain Women, closed oh, book, please. done we deal. We are not going over that again. <laughs> Certain Women landed a, a, a basically a, a supporting actor nomination best for director. Lily Gladstone, and Reichert got Best Director. I think it's great that Lily Gladstone, nobody she did knows not who get that feature. is. No, she didn't get featured. But, and Loving know, didn't it. get feature, and Loving didn't get Edgerton. So what do we think is going on there with Loving? Is Loving still a major Oscar contender? It's done no. well. Loving is going to be an acting uh, nomination for Ruth Nega. I think it's about what it's going to get. Tough it, field. Think about, it, may, it may be in the. It may end up in Best Picture because there may be eight or nine, or, you know, of those. But not director, not. I don't see screenplay either. I, I I think the movie. I just hear it too much. I hear it's like a meme, you know. As much as I love the movie, and I do love this movie, I think there are. Um, it's too quiet. It's someone made a joke about Jeff Nichols, like leaving out, you know, some payoff moment, you know, and they all had to talk him into putting it back. <laughs> in. It is a very understated movie. I think it was when Ruth Nega, I'm pretty sure this is what it was. This is anecdotal. So please, you know, I'm not speaking gospel reporting here, but what I had heard just to, to sort of indicate the talk about the movie is that, that, that when Ruth Nega says yes to his proposal of marriage, he was like going to leave that out, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> sort of just said after that, you know, you guys know what happens we don't need to give you that <laughs> in other words he he almost goes too far i approve of it completely i think this movie's brilliant and it's quiet verisimilitude it's extraordinary purity but there are others who would like a little shorter a little more uh drama let's put it that way well it, it is it is light in some ways and i and i think maybe not always to the benefit of the kind of story it's trying to tell. But I understand where you're coming from. It, 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 seems, it seems like this movie is starting to become sort of a hard sell, whereas something like Jackie, I've been reading people saying that Jackie is gaining momentum in our current climate. That You're in you know, New York, so I'm, this, is, this is one of those times where I'm going to say to you that the response in the art house universe of New York to Jackie makes perfect sense to me. And I love Jackie, and I am a huge fan of Lorraine's work, and I think Natalie Portman will get nominated, but and she got nominated here. But but it, it is still not playing uh, for the mainstream of the Academy. That's all I'm trying trying to tell you. How is that not amazing? I mean, it's it's so it's such an involving movie. They like Black Swan. I mean, this is this has those kinds of elements, doesn't it? It's sort of a psychodrama of sorts. It, it keeps moving forward. This really all the atmospheric things that music. you admire about the movie uh, are going to be admired by people in the director's branch and people in the writing branch, People, some of the crafts. Uh, people will admire the movie, but there are 24 categories for the Oscars, and some of the branches that vote are people like the publicists and the producers and, and the, the executives, and, and it's, it's a, it's a, there's a mainstream 
part of the Academy, the kind of people who are going to vote for Lion, the kind of people who are going to vote for a Monster Calls. You know, the, the, there, there's, there's another side that isn't the brainy, intellectual, art film aficionado that you are accustomed to hanging out with. But it sounds to me like, based on what you're saying, this movie will still impress a lot of people and could get nominated in a lot of categories, at least more than Loving. It sounds like it's more of a front no, no, no. Loving point. is more mainstream than Jackie. And by the way, Jeff Jeff Nichols did get directing nomination, so that that was good. From as did from Lorraine. The spirits, yeah. as did Lorraine. yeah. And Although the other the other Lorraine replay. film, well, I mean, it's worth noting the other Lorraine film that's in the conversation, Neruda didn't get the international film nomination. Not I that that's take, necessarily. I, I know this sounds. I don't mean to be dismissive, but I mean I don't think that the. Indie spirits, in other words, getting a little boost from those nominations are the Greek submissions, Chevalier, the German submission, Tony Erdman, which is considered the front runner and under the shadow from Iran and the UK. The other ones, My Golden Days and Aquarius, are not nominated this year. Um, which for, is ridiculous because Aquarius obviously should have been the Brazilian uh, submission. Well, there were politics yeah. involved. And of course, My Golden Days was uh, was in contention last year, but didn't get the uh, nomination from the Oscar, the, the submission from France. Yeah. So, but, so that's that's. Um, but I don't think that has a huge. I mean, honestly, it gives momentum to certain things. It shows a little bit of weakness, I think, for Manchester by the Sea. I, I'm I'm a little worried about Manchester by the Sea. Some somehow, I, I'm feeling like it's. Is it not the exciting... It's a downbeat tragedy. It's, it's Casey not... Affleck. Casey Affleck is, is, is probably duking it out with Denzel Washington for best actor. Well, and let's talk about that now a little bit more, because I had a chance to see Fences finally. Oh, yeah. What did you think? So Fences, I mean, I, I thought I was thoroughly hooked the entire time. It's, it doesn't really go to great lengths to do anything cinematic with the material, nor does it need to because it's such an actor showcase. The only thing that it really does is he knows when to go in close and the close-ups are very effective. But it's I, the cinematographer, I think, who's quite brilliant in this case, this Danish cinematographer. But, it, but it's a light touch in that sense. I mean, it's not, there, there was nothing that surprised me about this movie knowing, knowing what it was as a play. I'm trying I mean, to say that I think it is cinematic in a way that you're not saying. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they I, could have, open, an, quote unquote, opened it up and, and made it something fake. And somehow, I think they, that Denzel deserves an enormous amount of credit for making it work as a movie. It, it doesn't call attention to itself. It doesn't, it doesn't make it, it, it the, the fact that it's such an invisible, immersive, um, engrossing drama and he allows the actors to be so big in a good way they're they're so great these they actors. are really and viola davis i think owns it even more than denzel to be honest with you i mean she really ends up being this pivotal character who who survives his uh his many ups and downs and, and has to express that with whatever word she has and that's that is what's so strong about the movie i i don't i don't know if that's true i mean I think that it is theatrical in the sense that it, it is mostly limited to one location, and it's it's not exactly jarring, but it is noticeable on the on the rare occasions when he he does have scenes outside of that location. Well, they start out the on problem. the garbage truck, you know, swinging a, a, around the city in Pittsburgh, and then they, you know, there's there's some scenes at the at the hub, the sanitation hub. But instead of just being in the yard, the play completely takes place in the backyard. And much of the movie does, too. 
Yeah, but as they're, it should. They're, but they're in the house. They're in different rooms. They're making meals. They're in the kitchen. They're in front of the house. They're on the street with McKelty Williamson, who I thought was so wonderful as the brother. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great actor showcase through and through. I, and the I don't, sound I just, is good, and and the yeah. Stephen Henderson as his friend, as his buddy Bono, is really good. Um, I think that I'm not saying. I mean, there that, that there's some hypothetical better version of this movie that could have been turned into more I don't of think a movie. There is. In, 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 in any way, in other words, I think that it would have been a worse movie if he had taken it apart and tried to include more locations or do more things. I with, agree. But but that doesn't mean it's it, it still feels like a play to me. And I think that that's really why it is an actor showcase and less of something more than that. Um, I don't know. I feel like standpoint. in the. Yeah, I, I understand your point of view. Um, I think from I think I was so afraid that 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 it would be theatrical that I was impressed by how well the, they turned it into a movie. That's that's my basic. So you see, you you see Denzel as basically being a front runner now. He's a, he's he's just maybe a hair or two above Casey in that sense. Here's the thing. I mean, sometimes the way things play out, Fences is going to get something. A few things. Viola could be it, too. You know, it could be Viola and supporting, and and Manchester's going to get something. It could be Lonergan for screenplay up against um, Moonlight. Really, I think for original screenplay. And there's a lot of debate about why did Moonlight get original screenplay when it's based on a play and the reason for that is that the play was unproduced therefore right. that's a story by credit it was only a play in theory it was written as a yeah. play but it was yeah. unproduced so yeah. that's as is permitted to be a story by credit as if it would been developed you know somewhere so so that's that's the deal and so those two are going to be vying for original screenplay and and uh I have to assume that that Barry Jenkins, who's the only one in the whole Independent Spirits nominations who got feature and director and screenplay, all three he got. Because so, everybody loves every element of that movie. I mean, right. I have not heard many dissenters. I'm sure there are, outside of my New York bubble, some, some Academy members who are maybe bored or, or, or less in tune with the kind of artfulness of a movie like this. I don't know. You can tell me. But, but I, a lot of people seem to be on board all across the country. They are. I think Fences and Moonlight and Manchester are going to go all the way to, to Best Picture nominations. And Casey Affleck will go against Denzel for, for Best Actor. And it's an interesting I don't showdown, too, because isn't part of this has to do with, you know, who do, who do, who do people like more? I mean, Casey can be very witty but he's he's funny he's less charismatic though than denzel so that you know that's an denzel is a uh, beloved <laughs> beloved movie star right. of a certain age who's been around a long time and he's his other two movies were good they were well done the, the great debaters and antoine fisher were both excellent features so i think he gets respect on every front here so outside of all, all of this kind of talk, I do think it's worth giving a shout-out to a couple of the other sections in the Spirit Awards that don't have to do with award season. You have this um, Someone to Watch Award, which I think is, is good. In other ways, I, I wish award, awards like this were given a more prominent place in the ceremony and in the awards as a whole, but it's nice to see Claire Carre, whose film Embers, uh, I discovered at the New Orleans Film Festival last year, a really fascinating memento-like uh, science fiction movie, and Anna Rose Holmer, who did The Fits, and Ingrid Youngerman, whose Women Who Kill has still not been released, a great kind of lesbian dark comedy set in New York with Jarmusch 
vibes. All of those movies, not a lot of people have seen them or even know who these people are yet, but I think it's neat that they found a place for them. And then you have, of course, the uh, Cassavetes Award, which is for movies that were made for a lower budget. You have uh, a film like Spa Night, which was sort of a, a sleeper hit out of Sundance, and Love Song from So Young Kim, Hunter Gatherer, which is a nice kind of feature at length uh, starring debut for Andre Royo, Bubbles from the Wire. So there's some good diverse range in those categories too, and it's worth giving them a shout out. But um, obviously they're not going to continue to be players in, uh, in the rest of award season. So what else do we have here? We do have Best Documentary. We haven't really talked about that. Yeah, well, they did a much better job of picking out the documentaries that I think are in play um, for uh, other awards from other groups. Although the PGA, I mean, the one that the, the, the films that are overlapping with uh, the PGA are um, the uh, OJ uh, made in America, which is obviously the front runner. Everybody's going with that. And then, um, the PGA did not do 13th. So, uh, the, uh, Indie Spirits did. I know that was a surprise to people, wasn't it? Well, Netflix didn't get theirs in. I mean, they, they, uh, in uh, the PGA for whatever reason, I'm not sure why. Oh, by the way, 20th century women, we didn't mention that movie got Mills, Mike Mills for screenplay and Annette Benning, um, but it wasn't in Best Feature or Director. So uh, I think that will end up being an Annette Benning, uh, Greta Gerwig double whammy when the Oscars come along. As far as the docs are concerned, um, camera person did get in, which, which didn't make it to the PGA. And I think it's going to be a strong sort of Kirsten Johnson's memoir as a right. cinematographer. It's remarkable because of her, movie. Because yes. of her that it has a strong chance. It's a very experimental diary film in certain kinds of ways, but it but it does. But relatable. It I yeah, think it ends up being very really, so un, it's unique is what it is. And yeah. I think that is a is finally uh, a, a good thing. Um, getting the truer than fiction award was Hooligan Sparrow, which I never saw. Did you ever see that one? Never saw it. I heard some really great. It's on stuff my about pile. Yeah. I am not your Negro was appropriate. Raw Peck for best uh, documentary as as and the PGA left that out too. Love that movie. Um, yeah, it's great. It's a great movie. I must see. Uh, so, Under the um, Sun is an interesting one in this category. That a lot, not a lot of people were talking about. It. I thought this movie was fascinating. It was shot in North Korea. I have by, not uh, seen this. A Russian filmmaker. It's, I'll add it's, it to my uh, list. It's an experience. I mean, the way in which. Uh, he's able to capture basically the uh, the education uh, for young children in North Korea using all these kinds of you know hidden camera type techniques and apparently tapes that the Korean government didn't know he was sort of using after they thought they were approving the the way that he was depicting their society allowed him to to get a much more candid look at that world. It's not it's not a perfect movie, but just in terms of pure kind of uh, investigative journalism as documentary filmmaking goes, it, it, it's certainly an accomplishment. So that's a nice one to kind of squeeze in there. Um, of course, one of my favorite movies of the year is not in this category, and that's worth singling out, which is Wiener. So what happened to Wiener? Wiener we got left out in the PGA as well. And, um, well, look, there's there's a plethora of incredible movies. I, mean, I was putting together a list of my 15 picks for... Um, what will be the documentary Oscar shortlist. And um, 
I, I put Wiener right up there because, I mean, it's really the most lauded, the most popular, uh, the most significant. Also, Look it, what happened now, in the election. It's, it's basically a movie about the decline of modern civilization. I mean, let's be honest <laughs> about it. He, he ruined it on that stupid computer that they're arguing over in the movie. I know. He's a, it's all his fault that Hillary didn't all get elected. His <laughs> fault. Which makes it kind of like a nice scapegoat. You can watch it and sort of hate on him the whole time. Well, I have to come the, back to the, it. The, the talk shows had a field day with, with the Dick jokes it was great yeah. but um yeah wiener i think wiener i think that the, the, we the, the this is only five films so the 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 final 15 short list is going to include i think most of these uh and plus wiener and and other things as well so that that's the spirit awards one other yeah. movie that one other movie wait before you go the isabelle Huppert did get a nomination that oh, was yes. important for Which Elle. Is, yeah that's very interesting she too, needed that. that she needed to get that yeah and also i mean that movie is it's not an American movie, but it's being submitted as one because Verhoeven is in L.A., so they're, it's it's interesting that they were able to kind of, you know, parlay that into probably having it being considered more prominently in some ways, but also... They have, uh, they're having it both ways because it's the French submission for the Oscar. Right. <laughs> because right. it's financed in French and shot with a French crew with a, and a French cast. But in fact, Verhoeven is based here, and uh, and he identifies as an American now. I mean, really, apparently, does. yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, she's obviously going to be a big player in the season as these things continue, and this is the she's first looking good I, to go. It's yeah. just a question of which best actress is going to be left out. Right, exactly. Know? Who's going to be crying that morning? Um, so, where were so, you going? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say there there is another movie that that has screened that became a, more a part of the conversation than I think people. Uh, expected it to at AFI Fest, and that's Peter Berg's film Patriots Day. Um, what we, conversation are we discussing here? I think it's worth talking about this: how this movie caught people off guard as being better than they expected it to. Well, it's better uh, than Deepwater Horizon, that's for sure. I w but it's funny because they both have this slow build-up to catastrophe, and then Mark Wahlberg is the hero who has to kind of deal with the aftermath. But I Which do, is what's wrong with both of them. I, I have to say, I mean, I, I, I liked a lot of Patriots. I mean, like is a weird word for a movie like this. I, I found that it was very well assembled in a way, almost like United 93 in the sense that it's playing off of how this narrative has been mythologized. All the different things that happened in the immediate aftermath of the bombings, the hunt and all these kinds of things. But it does it in a way that allows you to kind of be involved in the th in the moment-to-moment -moment thrill of what happened. And I, I don't think it's exploitive. It has some representational issues. Certainly see the way that it you know portrays the Tsarnaev brothers, and they really are the only Muslim characters in the movie, um, I think is unfortunate. And, and there are some cheesy lines and things like that, but it's very engaging. The writing's pretty bad. I would say that what the movie you're describing is the movie that I like, and I wish that Peter Berg had had the guts or been willing, because he has this relationship with Mark Wahlberg, right? So that's a movie star who can get a movie financed and greenlit and made. And so what he did was to, if, if he had had the guts to go spotlight on this, or, or United 93, and avoid stars and avoid creating a fictional character who plays the hero at the center of the movie, who just rings false at every turn. He's turning up at all these places I where agree. he doesn't that belong. Mark Wahlberg, what I kept the hell is he doing in Watertown? You know, yeah. it's like silly. You're almost laughing. It's also almost risible when he sort of drives 
helter skelter through the night to get to Watertown for the big showdown with the cops and the and the and the uh, terrorists. And 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 it's a great scene. But why? You know, Mike Mark Wahlberg effectively takes you out of the movie at every turn. Well, fortunately, and, he's one of a gazillion people. Even though he, I agree that he he is too much of a hero in this movie. His scenes are not the great ones. I mean, there there's just some really fascinating stuff again with the brothers. And they're badly and the, written. I thought what's his name was great, Kevin Bacon. He was fantastic. Eh, Kevin Bacon's distracting in his own way too. But uh, so you don't think that this movie is jumping into the awards race in a, God, in a particularly no. dramatic way? God no. So AFI try. You know, there there were some reactions to it that I think people were trying to sort of spin. It's going to be a hit. I mean, it could be an. Um, you know, it could play. I think it's like, well, it's like Sully. Compare right. it to Sully. Yeah. Sully is a better movie in every way. But it, but what, I mean, essentially, but it, what it could you're appeal in the same. Yeah, way. it has a similar. Appeal. Unless they've I mean, already had their They're both about American meal. heroism in this, uh, you know, unexpected moment. And, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there, there's a there's a documentary element to the end of Patriots Game that's very interesting because it made me wonder what that documentary feature would look like. I kind of wanted to see that. Patriots Day, right? I think so. I think that the movie. I'm curious because I was a little bit, even though. By the way, I admire Peter Berg's skills as a director, but he does seem to have um, a weakness for cheesy dialogue. You know, he. he, he I, I think there could be more rigor in that area. Yeah, but one man's cheesy dialogue is another man's. You know, but he gives movie. Mark Wahlberg That's a big speech. You know, a, but big isn't that speech. Com- it's commercial, right? I mean, oh. there's some people in parts of this country. I I don't know who might want that kind. Of, I mean, he's in, that's what makes this movie ap- appeal to maybe a broader audience. Is that it makes it easy to kind of he engage has the with popular those touch. He exactly. Does. Not, but not, this is but, not Mark Wahlberg's Oscar nominated no, day. Definitely not. Unfortunately. Gosh, so we've been talking for almost half an hour, and we haven't even talked about Bad Santa too. What did you miss that one or something? Oh boy, I like skipping the bad ones. <laughs> I, have I did to tell go you, to I, see Edge of Seventeen. Though. Oh yeah, good. I'm glad you finally caught up with that one. Am, am I am I wrong? Haley Steinfeld, amazing, right? Amazing performance, fantastic. The movie's uh, just okay. Extraordinary but she's performance. Great. Uh, uh, yeah, a promising uh, director. I yeah, think. Kelly from uh, writer Long director. Drag. I mean, so obviously, I see what she, she does next. She's working in the John Hughes mold, but but what I like about her screenplay is that it's not kind of obviously quirky. It's not trying to do Juno or something like that, and it's not riddled with pop songs, and it's not trying to create some kind it's of... It's not clueless. No. Yeah, and there's it, it doesn't condescend, yeah. No, Absolutely. the relationship that finally um, got me emotionally and rang true was the one between the sister and the brother. And, yes. you know, it's it's supposed to be about how the sister freaks out, the geeky sister freaks out when her only girlfriend that has been sustaining her through all of her middle school and high school years. And her dad dying. And things you know, like that, and yeah. her father died. Lovely setup there, and I knew that was coming. But um, the the brother, the great-looking, fabulous, you know, envy-provoking brother, dates her best friend. Oy. And and so you feel her pain and you feel her awkwardness. Do you know what it reminded me of a little bit? I don't know if you ever saw this. This is an old, old, old movie. Alice Adams. With um, Catherine Hepburn. 
don't think I ever saw it's, that. It's one of those same things where you're sort of wincing at the awkwardness and, and pain of the main character who's trying to Oh, yeah. To and she embodies that. Own. She embodies that so well. I mean, it, it's too bad that it, it's a competitive year for the Oscar. I mean, she, she was nominated right out of the gate, Haley Steinfeld, for, for True Grit, her first, first performance. It would be hard to mount, I suppose, this campaign now in such a competitive year, although STX... You know, it's a big company, so maybe they they can get away with it. But certainly for Golden Globes in the comedy category, it seems like there could be an opportunity there. I maybe hope so. Worth she exploring. deserves some recognition, and she's going to be. Uh, she's she's a she's an actress who's going to be with us for a, for a long time. She has the gift. So Thanksgiving, we got to go upstate. Uh, that's where I'm heading. You're probably going to meet your family somewhere with a big box of screeners and. Uh, Power the screeners have arrived. The screeners have oh definitely arrived. Oh my god! There's arrived. so many this year. It's I, just I, a, a I, mountain. I, I, it's a stack, and and we're getting them earlier because of the Critics' Choice Awards. That's why we're getting so many of them. So that venerable so early. institution. But the one that we haven't seen, and the one that is coming up, um, looming for your uh, critics' vote at the New York Film Critics, is the Martin Scorsese movie, The Silence. I understand you do have a screening for the day before the deadline. Yep, just like Wolf of Wall Street, New York Film Critics will get to squeeze a, a Scorsese in. Right, right before we we do our vote. So who knows? You know, I mean, I, I never you never count out Scorsese. You just can't. You just no. can't. I mean, it's hard to tell. I, I didn't watch that trailer that went out today, and it realized reactions are always hard to uh, assess at this stage of the game. I, I think this movie probably won't be for everyone just based on what it's about, and it's uh, you know kind of a a very talky period piece in some ways. As far as I can tell, but uh, it's uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's Scorsese. Something there's going to be something there that people are going to latch onto. You just know it. So, to be continued, I guess. So, Eric, uh, just to close out here before before we go to our our Thanksgiving uh, repasts, uh, you pulled a little fast one on us over the last weekend, and you eloped with your long-term uh, other half, Liz. You got married. <laughs> Elope is such a strong word. I like the word elope because it means that you took off, you did it on your own, you didn't do a big family wedding. It's true. Um, we did. We did. We did take off on our own. We did. We we did. Uh, it was it was sort of a couple of different stages to it. I mean, uh, we got engaged. I've been in a relationship for twelve years, so this wasn't you know it's the most dramatic change of of circumstances. But we got engaged on election night, which felt like a sort of. Uh, optimistic way to turn the mood around on, on what most of us felt like a, a very dark moment and then uh, not being super keen on planning a, a big wedding celebration uh, we were down in Key West for the film festival that I like going down there and just decided to get it out of the way which was super great we were around a bunch of cool uh, film people and, and, and the vibes were really fun we, we ended up at a party with some former Madonna dancers who were in this uh, documentary called Strike a Pose, and, and they, they, kind of, they helped us celebrate. It was sort of that, that random silliness of it that made it feel like it was a special thing that you won't forget. We'll still throw a, a formal party and, and, and that kind of stuff, but it felt like it, you, know, you are the master of your own domain. You create the, your own vibe, and, and for us, this felt like the right way to create that kind of vibe. And, you know, I feel like when I go to the movies, it's a similar kind of thing. Like, no matter what's going on in the world outside, you see a great movie, it can change your mood, it can, it can be, you know, empowering, and, and this is sort of my own personal version of that. So. Well, we all, have to, we all have to try to make our lives 
warm and loving no matter what is going on out there in the big bad world so congratulations eric i'm very happy for you thanks and now everybody uh can look up where i'm registered and uh <laughs> <laughs> actually we're not registered anywhere we already live together so we don't need your kitchenware but thanks anyway all right bye bye have a good weekend Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.